Let's get it on! Alright, my Cold Sports VIPs, why your goat ain't mine, the five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, is yours today, right now, for free, for free, 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 free. All you have to do is go into ColdSports.com and get your copy. Let me say that again. Alright, my Cold Sports VIPs. Why your goat ain't mine, the five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, is yours today for free, for free, for free, for what, for free, for what, for free. All you have to do is go on to coldsports.com and get your copy. So what are you waiting on? Go get it! Welcome to Cold Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cold Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide of all things sports, Cole Johnson, is here. And on this episode, we're going to dive into Atlanta Falcons football, Atlanta Falcons football, and more Atlanta Falcons football. We're also going to do something a little more ATL2 in the Upon Further Review segment, but we're going to get to this episode right now with other bit of news. Let's go to the headlines. Dateline, New York City. There's other news that I would love to talk about with the Knicks, but I'll save that for another time. We're dealing with the troll. I mean, the president of the Knicks, Phil Jackson. He actually is talking about his team, which I almost had to give him a standing ovation for that. However, he is dogging his star player, Carmelo Anthony. He decided to take the Twitter and tweet the following. Quote, Bleachers ding almost rings the bell, but I learned that you don't change the spot on a leopard with Michael Graham in my CBA days. Close quote. Now, the Michael Graham in the CBA days is in reference to a Georgetown player back in the day, Michael Graham, who Jackson coached in the CBA days three decades prior. Oh, and, and when, when Reese to talk about Michael Graham and how good of a player he was, Phil wasn't done. He said, quote, Nothing I said made any difference. Whenever I tried to talk to him, his eyes would glaze over and he'd retreat to some dark inner corner nobody could penetrate. Close quote. You mean like how the 21,000 in the Madison Square Garden and how Carmelo Anthony treats you? Phil, go back to your ranch, retire, get away from this sport because you have become a stodgy, bitter old man. And you're not entertaining and your Zen ways are getting old. Scram. You such a troll. Dateline Las Vegas. The Raiders last month filed paperwork to move from Oakland to Las Vegas where they had a sweetheart of a deal with a close to $2 billion stadium financed. But let's pump the brakes. The financial giant Goldman Sachs says, ah, not so fast. Ah, you know, on second thought, 
No, let's back out of the deal altogether. And this also came on the heels of when billionaire casino mogul Sheldon Allison withdrew his part of the Raiders deal. Allison agreed to put in 650 million. And I would assume that Goldman Sachs decided to put in the same amount. And now that is pretty much $1.3 billion gone in this deal. What will the Raiders do now? Hmm. I can see in New York now, Roger Goodell smiling wide, saying this is not going to go through. And now the Raiders have to stay in Oakland. Not looking good. Not for Mark Davis. Get them a stadium, man. Get them a stadium. Straight up. Dateline, Flowery Branch, and Santa Clara. The Falcons takeover begins just days after the Atlanta Falcons offense forgot how to play from the third quarter on in the Super Bowl. Offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan replaces Chip Kelly and is now the new head coach for the San Francisco 49ers. And along with him, joining him is the new general manager, straight from the booth, John Lynch. Now, of course, Shanahan is going to come into a place where they're going to need a lot of pieces. Chiefly amongst them quarterback. Because can you really see Blaine Gabbard and even Colin Kaepernick playing? Can you really see either one of them being in that offense? You don't? Yeah, I don't either. And we're also going to see the test of not having as many weapons on the offensive end. Because Kyle has the cupboard just about bare. You have some decent talent, but not good enough to have them compete or even be a playoff contender. We shall see. His specialty is on the offensive side of the ball. And that's really where they need the most help. Dateline Flowery Branch. Again. So the NFL's most high-powered offense has lost their offensive coordinator to San Francisco. But they gained another. Everyone say hello to the Atlanta Falcons' new offensive coordinator, the old offensive coordinator for the Crimson Tide for only a month and a half, Steve Sarkeesian. Now, of course, we all know Sarkeesian's route has been uh, circuitous at, at best. He was the head coach of the USC Trojans before, well, let's face it, he drank his way out the job. And then he climbed his way back into respectability. First as a, now as an, well, first as offense coordinator for the tie. Now going into the NFL and having the offense that lit up the league last year be what he runs this year. Well, he has no shortage of weapons. Matt Ryan is now in his prime. Julio Jones is now in his prime. You got two stud running backs in Coleman and Freeman. You have decent weaponry that is not named Julio Jones that can catch the ball. And you have an offensive line people don't talk about all that much. Question I have is, will they run the zone blocking scheme now that Sarkeesian is in and Shanahan is out? And if so, will that affect how the offensive line blocks in 2017? Well, we shall see. Hopefully it goes well for them. Bottoms up. When I come back, We're going to put a subject from the A 
upon further review. But immediately following the break, it is the Dope of the Week. get right to it right now let's greet your next dot of the week a boatload of trophies oh, i'm sorry dot of the week sponsored by nobody but we still are going to give it to you straight with no chaser shout out to uh, beyonce on that one now i can list a few candidates but None are necessary. The winner of this episode's Dota of the Week is the Atlanta Falcons of 2016. Why go through the fanfare? You already know. In fact, cue the music. We have a special person we're going to interview for this segment. Ladies and gentlemen, the Man Up Guy. Come on in, Man Up Guy. Yeah, I have a couple of questions I want to ask you. Uh, the first one being, what happened to your Falcons? Uh, I, I, come on, I'm not hearing anything from you. Understand that I saw the same game you saw, and you said that the defense was great, and you said that the offense would keep pouring on the points. What happened? Now, come on. Now, you've been verbose all this time, all throughout January. You couldn't keep your mouth shut when I kept saying that the Falcons would let you down. Why is it that you're all of a sudden stone cold silent? See, you're being disrespectful to my VIPs. Look, this is a radio format. This is a podcast format, which means silence is not golden speak say something son say it say it with pride the falcons were the team come on say it say it say it that's what i thought i'll throw it back in your face how does it feel to be all wrong Now, here's why I told you that I couldn't trust this team. When you have a bend but don't break defense, they will, they will at some point in time break. You want, you want an example? How about the 1990, 91, 92, and 93 Buffalo Bills? Those defenses were good. They were never great. Now, they had some great personalities, but as a whole, they were bend but don't break. And, for the exception of 
the first Super Bowl they played, the three that followed, they broke. They broke. It's just as simple as that. They broke. Now with the Falcons defense, who held the Patriots offense to three points, two-thirds of the game in, allowed 31 points the rest of the way. That is not a good defense. That is the defense that breaks. And that was the defense I was looking to see because I didn't know the imposter defense that we were seeing. Now, now tell me, Mr. Man Up Guy, am I all wrong about this now? Tell me, son, am I all wrong? Speak! Speak, son, speak! Am I all wrong? Mm -hmm. Your silence is absolutely speaking volumes. You see, this was the team I told you that was going to show up. The offense could score points. They scored four touchdowns against the Patriots. Not shocked. Not stunned. Was not surprised that they were able to mount up offense against them. I said they couldn't stop the Patriots. And guess what? They didn't stop them. We can point fingers at the defense for allowing 31 points. I would actually like to point fingers toward the offense. Starting with Kyle Shanahan. Why would you not run the ball more than four times after you get a 28-3 lead in the middle of the third quarter? Then when you have the ball, you're up 28-20. How is it that you marched to within the red zone about three minutes to go in the game and you don't run the ball three straight times to ice the game? You hand them, hand the Patriots a W, having Ryan drop back and pass when he should have been handing off the ball four times, four times between the middle of the third quarter and the end of the game. Four times. You only rushed the ball four times? Man up guy, tell me why. Why did Shanahan have a brain fart and not actually running the ball? This silence crap has to stop. Speak, son. Speak, son. Come on, say it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, I'll say it for you. Unfortunately, this is probably going to go down as one of the greatest choke jobs in the history of sports. I may personally think that there are others that are bit bigger and worse, but it's hard to come from ahead by 25 points in the middle of the third quarter and 16 in the start of the fourth, only to walk away empty-handed in the Super Bowl. It's... The argument for me is much harder to prove. But one thing I can say, though, is that you got to stop your opponent on defense. You just got to stop them. If you can't stop them, then you have to run the ball and take the air out of the ball for the opposing offense. Since they did neither, that's why they're on this list. Congratulations to the 2016 Atlanta Falcons, the NFC champions. They have earned an award, all right. 
They've earned the award. Say it, man of guy. Say it. Look, look. Your silence, your silence is 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 tor- terrible. When when you have something to say, come back on the show. Until then, get out of my face. Atlanta Falcons 2016. You are this edition's Dolt of the Week. And when I come back, more on the A with this person going under further review. Be right back. Are you looking for the quintessential tool to tap within the champion within you? What if I were to tell you I actually have that tool for you? I do have that tool and I can direct you right to it. Cold Sports presents 10 scriptures that can change your life. The sports edition. Come along with this journey as you get to see one athlete after another model different aspects of what a champion does and what a champion is. And ultimately, you'll find out what a champion really is from his eyes. Cold Sports presents 10 Scriptures That Can Change Your Life, the sports edition. Available on paperback and on Kindle at Amazon.com and ColdSports.com. From analysts to journalists to athletes and to all sports personalities in between. Join us as you get an up-close-and-personal look at how things are behind the scenes of sports. Cold Sports presents Conversations. Follow along with us as we get to ask the questions that you have always wanted to ask and you get the answers that you demand from the sports personalities themselves. Cold Sports presents Conversations on ColdSports.com and other social media outlets. Coming up on the next episode of Cold Sports, we're going to address Katie going back to OKC. We're going to talk about the soap opera that is the New York Knicks, and we're going to put another subject upon further review. But see, that is for the episode to come. And also, I have some interviews that I've lined up and actually have done. Tune in because you're going to be hearing some real soon. That's also for future episodes to come as well. That's for the future. For the present, though, I have this subject, this man, this particular athlete that I'm going to put upon further review.
there's this strange looking point guard that plays for the Atlanta Hawks. He has a fade on the sides, has his hair sort of natted up, and this blonde streak on the left side. Now, who am I talking about? I know some of you in A already know who I'm talking about, but I am speaking about Dennis Schroeder. I picked up this article that was written by NBA senior writer Rick Buecher for the Bleacher Report, but it came to my eyes from VIP Freddie Sexton. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for this story. You see, his his story is, is special because he didn't come from the traditional hood. You see, Dennis has been described as a wild child, and he had a peculiar and still has a peculiar love affair with something that really African-Americans normally don't have. But this individual does. He loves skate parks. Now, how did he come to this love of skate parks? Well, Schroeder comes from Germany. Yeah, Germany. Uh, Liviu Kalin. He had this to say about Schroeder when he first saw him. Quote, to take him from the park at 10 years old and see him now in the NBA, it's like an Oscar award winning picture. It's like Slumdog Millionaire. This is Dennis. Exactly like that. Close quote. And that is what drew me to this story. It, it's, it's different. And even when he got to the NBA, his current head coach said sim- similar things. Take, for instance, what Mike Budenholzer said about him. Quote, he's a very competitive, edgy kid, which works both ways. But if you're going to bet, he's the kind of kid you bet on. He generally wants to be great, and he's a competitive, edgy player on a regular basis. Those are the kind of characteristics you want to say, all right, he's the guy. We had to give him a chance. It was just time to take a chance and push the envelope and put a little bit of faith in the locker room and that our culture can put both him and Dwight Howard in a position to be successful on a regular basis. Close quote. Now, of course, when we talk about European players, normally we we see them shaped in the package and prototype of one Dirk Nowitzki, the power forward extraordinaire for the Dallas Mavericks. Normally, you, you see these guys who are skilled, but they play a little finesse. Schroeder has a little bit of an edge to him. Like he has a, what they call, he has a little dog in him. He sort of reminds me of a, an, an unpolished Gary Payton, so to speak. You know, he doesn't strike me as the, the European type of player, like a Nowitzki, like a Gasol, like a Tony Parker. He doesn't strike me as those. What I really do love is the fact that Schroeder is his own man. And it's evident in the fact that he loves skateboarding. When talked about if he still does go to skate parks and actually ride on skateboards, he said, quote, I still do it. I've got my skateboard in the car. I'm just not doing all the tricks. It's like a bicycle. I just ride around. Close quote. Now, how did he get into 
the stratosphere of basketball. Well, he definitely didn't look the part of a basketball player. In fact, they said in his first organized basketball practice, he showed up in skinny jeans, a windbreaker and Vans, which, of course, are skater shoes. And he was a fighter. Colleen said, quote, he fought everybody in all forms. The pink cap and the red shoes and the yellow pants. Well, he always dressed like that. In practice, he defends you 94 feet. He has a strong belief in what he can do. In Germany, they like the stone face. They can't see the talent behind the personality. I thought this guy is better suited to live in America than Germany. He wants to fight and win every time. Close quote. That is why he is an NBA, that fighting spirit. And that's why he's not your prototypical European player. So he fought hard and played in Germany and then got drafted in the NBA. What I love about him and his story is that he's different. He's a fighter. He just does not quit. And that's something we need to have more of in this world. The one thing that Schroeder has in abundance that most others don't is heart. And heart takes you, me, and everybody else, just like Dennis, a long, long way. If you happen to like this episode or any episode you have heard thus far, regular, special, or interview, come follow me on Facebook at Cole Sports. Again, that's sports with a Z. You can also come follow me on Twitter at Cole underscore sports. That's sports with a Z. Make your voice heard and make your presence felt. Come on down to the Cole Sports VIP room. It's on Facebook. It's Cole Sports again. And again, it's sports with a Z. Hey, I got you, my boys and girls in north of the border. Sports with a Z. Now, you can follow me also on other social media platforms. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram. I'm on all of those. More importantly, follow me and listen to past episodes as well as this one on ColdSports.com. That is ColdSports.com. That is ColdSports with a Z. Dot com. Most importantly, though, like, rate, share, review, comment. Please do all of those things. Most importantly, though, I really do want you to enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson. And this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.